And thank you for leading us in our singing. We sure appreciate it. I meant to say when I got up to, uh, just before the offering to say some things uh, to you, hoping that you would have time to prepare um, to share. So let me just say, and maybe something will come to mind. I find great encouragement from time to time just to hear from you and hear how maybe there's a passage of Scripture, a verse of Scripture this week or the last two weeks that maybe has been particularly encouraging to you or challenging to you. And, and I get great encouragement from that, and I think we do one another as well. So maybe there's some of you um, would be willing to share a particular passage of Scripture that um, you've been meditating on or that's been encouraging to you in the last week or two and maybe read the verse or two and maybe comment a little on that. just want to give an opportunity to see. John, do you have a verse? Yeah. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder. Let us cast away their cords from us. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Then he shall speak to them unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet I have set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. I will declare the decree, the Lord hath said unto me, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Ask of me, and I will give thee the heavens for the heathen for thine inheritance, the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron, thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Be wise now, therefore, ye, O ye kings, and be instructed, ye judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry, and perish in the way. When his wrath is kindled a little, blessed are all they that put their trust in him. Amen. I think with the news as it's transpiring at this moment, I think it would be wise, whether you're in Eastern Europe, Western Europe, America, or any part of this planet, I think it's wise to tap into that song right now. And draw great encouragement, confidence from that. Amen. Yeah. Anyone else? Brenda. Amen. And just left to ourselves, there's no way we can be holy, is there? But by the work of Christ and his, the ministry of his spirit to us through that. Yeah. Thanks, Brenda. Anyone else? Yeah, Brenda. Yeah.
are you seeing those three individuals as representative of the Trinity, or just that one of them is representative as Yahweh? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think maybe the implication is that the, the, the Christ may be a, a pre-incarnate manifestation of Christ and two angels. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to someone, give someone else a go, um, John. Yeah, Mark. Yeah. Yes, it's interesting as you think about that consuming fire, and like for those who are under judgment, it is the consuming fire of destruction, and for those of us who are redeemed in Christ, it's the consuming fire which is worthy of our worship, and we draw comfort from that. Yeah. I often think about that when I feel the warm sunshine on a winter's day, like just the warmth of the sun and how refreshing it is. Yeah. Anyone else? Uh, I, I'm not, not going to call on you again, John. <laughs> yeah, one time. I want to give other people opportunity. Yeah, Emily. Yeah, amen. Now, you're, you're teaching that in a Sunday school class? Yeah. See the benefit of teaching Sunday school? See? And it, it, it is a blessing, isn't it, to, uh, to have that as well as the Lord works in our hearts. Bill. Yeah. Yep. And with that, we serve him. Yeah. Anyone else? Okay. Thank you. I, I appreciate that and hearing from you. Um. So I was had a number of thoughts of what to do tonight. Um. And so what I've um, w- what I will plan to do is. Kind of connected to Psalm 110, but not exactly connected to Psalm 110. 
um, maybe thinking about the imp- some of the implications of Psalm 110. Um, and so what I want to do is um, read some things said by um, pastors um, in Ukraine, kind of some of their reflections over the last few days. And then um, I want to go to Acts 4 and kind of think uh, and see, see what reading Acts 4, how we might think about the principles, some of the truths we learned in Psalm 110. Um, in that passage, they actually um, pull from Psalm 2, so I'll spend a little time looking at that passage, and then in light of what we see in Acts 2, spend some time praying. So that's my plan. So firstly, uh, I w- want to read, um, these are from some um, um, pastors in uh, different p- parts of Ukraine. So it's broken up into three uh, three aspects. One is their reflections before the invasion, start of the invasion, and the update. And I think this was the third night of, so I guess it's within the last 24 hours. So two different, two different pastors. One says this, we've made some contingency plans because it seems like the wise thing to do, like buying some non-perishable food, water, propane stove, packing bomb shelter backpacks that are ready to go. But as Christians, we're not here to survive. We're here to love the Lord with all our hearts and joyously give everything we've got towards the fame of the Almighty at the start of the invasion. Yesterday morning when the invasion started, we went up and down the stairs of our apartment building and told everyone who answered their door that our church is nearby and has an underground parking lot that is a place for refuge and shelter that they can come to and be saved. We offered to help and gave them a flyer with our church address, phone, and six most important gospel verses on the back. Pray for these people to be saved. We are praying fervently that this war will draw many to be saved. That's why we're still here on this earth. And then most recent update. As we begin our third night here in Kiev with periodic sirens and explosions, they often come in clumps of several in a row and then it stops for a while. The Lord is answering your prayers, protecting us. Praise Him. Tonight we... Have over, we have about 50 people from our church and approximately 15 or so unbelievers from the neighborhood using our church building as a refuge. There are several children and a couple of babies. This will be our third night sleeping on mats in our underground parking lot and using it as a bomb shelter. And here are, his, here are some prayer requests from him. For the situation in the church's underground parking lot, it's cold and no heating, so pray that people don't get sick. Ele- electricity can be cut anytime. We're attempting to acquire a power generator to help. For unbelievers that are amongst us, this group gathers three times a day for a short sermon and a time of prayer. Um, Pray that unbelievers would continue to come to the church for shelter. Pray for pastors in Ukraine who are carrying a heavy burden with joy and, and grace. Pray for their wisdom as they make plans for cleanup, providing for needs and Sunday services tomorrow. And then from... um, Another pastor, before the invasion, our ministry includes pastoral shepherding. As for me, I'm the only pastor in our church. It is my privilege to pastor our people through this difficult time. And then most recent update from uh, yesterday. Last night, by God's grace, we had a Bible study at our church, and we were able to stream it so others could participate. One of the songs we sang was, Nearer My God to Thee. A good song to think upon and pray for our brothers and sisters here in Ukraine. May God give us wisdom and desire to be 
to draw nearer to him. Thank you all for your prayers. Please pray big time. I believe tonight and tomorrow will be a push to take downtown. We are under curfew until Monday. And his request for prayer, for the needed supplies as they are scarce, there is now a curfew in place until Monday, which makes it difficult to get needed items. Um, pray for the defense of Kiev, wisdom, strength, and courage for the Ukrainian army, uh, that believers would shine as beacons of God's grace and love to unbelievers and would encourage their brothers and sisters in Christ. Pray for electricity and internet to be stable tomorrow to stream their church services. So these are our missionaries, pastors connected to uh, an organization called the Slavic Gospel Association. I first heard of them in seminary, and they have been doing a significant work um, in Russian regions and um, have had a particular ministry and open door in Ukraine. Um, I'm guessing they've been there 25 years at least, and they've had opportunity to really influence um, many um, important areas in, in the political life and cultural life um, in, in Kiev there and Ukraine. And so um, pray for continuing fruitfulness of the gospel. Erin uh, has a friend that she was in, in school with who is in Romania. Yes, thank you. Um, and... And, they were, and she was talking about the number of refugees that are spilling across the borders. And so that's creating um, a huge need. And so ch pray not only for churches in Ukraine, but churches in bordering countries. Poland would be another um, who are receiving a lot of refugees. And so they are wanting to care for people. Um, and they're wanting to provide people the most important thing. And that's the hope of the gospel. So some things that we can be praying for particularly. Before we do go to prayer, I want to go to Acts 2, a passage I think is significant. Um, and in Acts 4, did I, say, did I say Acts 4? Did I say Acts 2? Acts 4. We want to go to Acts 4. They're referencing Psalm 2, so Acts 4. Um, so one of the connections here to Psalm 10, Psalm 10 and Psalm 2 go together. Uh, they're, they're, they're closely linked. And one of the things we read in Psalm 10 is, this, um, is the tension of the moment we are in after the ascension of Christ and before all enemies are, we might say, thoroughly subdued. How do we think about God's sovereignty? How do we think about the power of Christ um, in this moment? And we see here something of... Um, of the believers here wrestling with the fact that God is sovereign and in control and bad things happen. So I want to begin um, reading, maybe I should set up the context. So um, Peter in chapter 3, um, Peter and John are heading into the temple. They see a lame man, they heal him. This is an amazing thing. People gather around, they preach. The religious leaders are thoroughly offended by this. They arrest them. They, they want to... Um, put them in a corner, twist their arm, and keep them quiet. But this man had been lame for 40 years, and pretty much all of Jerusalem knew this man was lame and had been healed. It was irrefutable. And so the religious leaders, because they wanted to keep a good face before the crowds, um, were, were reticent in how severe they would punish um, Peter and John. And so they released them, and then verse 23, they're released 
So this is Acts 4.23. And they went to their friends and reported what the chief priests and the elders had said to them. And so when the, the friends, the saints, hear this report of what happened, look at their response. And when they had heard it, they lifted their voices together to God and said, and so now we see, as it were, their prayerful response. How did they grapple with what they were seeing? If, if Jesus is the Messiah and he's raised from the dead and he's empowered the apostles to, to send forth the gospel message, um, is Jesus weak because the apostles got arrested? Would he be seen as weak if some of the apostles were martyred? How would they think about this? How do you pray? And so we read this. They pray in verse 24. Sovereign Lord, who made the heaven and the earth, the sea and everything in them, who through the mouth of your father David, your servant, said. So first they acknowledge who is the sovereign Lord. He's the creator of all. He creates everything. He sustains everything. He is over everything. He is the sovereign. He is the, the supreme one. There is no one greater than God. He created the world and he created Pontius Pilate and the religious leaders and the high priests. With this, with this statement of broad theological truth, this statement of reality, verse 25, they go on, and who, the sovereign Lord, who through the mouth of our father David, your servant said by the Holy Spirit, why did the Gentiles rage and the people's plot in vain. The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his anointed. For truly in this city they were gathered together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel, to do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to take place. So hear this recognition. There are people who are against God, they are raging in their rebellion against God. But all their raging is under the sovereign purposes of God. Verse 28, to do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to take place. This is a statement of the absolute sovereignty of God. And trying to wrestle together, trying to bring together the absolute sovereignty of God and man's volition to rebel against God. They will be held accountable for their actions. But all of their actions are right in step with the plans and purposes of the sovereign Lord. Verse 29, having stated these truths, they move from their prayer of acknowledging these realities to seek God's work and request something of him. Verse 29, and now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness while you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. Now I think that uh, as we look at Acts, we, we see in the, these early chapters of Acts particular amazing phenomena, the great rushing mighty wind on the day of Pentecost. And, and here we see a, another very physical, um, can we say, 
sensory experience of God's blessing and encouragement. I think those, those particular physical manifestations were important in confirming that God indeed was with them and that Christ had sent His Spirit to indwell them and they would be ministering according to the empowerment of the Spirit. But while now in our, in our time, 21st century, we don't experience those physical manifestations of God's presence. We would see everything from the New Testament that we are continuing to experience the ongoing ministry of the Spirit of God. So here, how do we wrestle with this? We acknowledge that God is sovereign. We acknowledge that people still hate God and will do wicked and evil things. But no evil act is outside the purposes of the sovereign God. He's accomplishing things. He is doing things. Things that we can't always understand. If if the sovereign God can use Pontius Pilate and the Gentiles and the people of Israel to bring about our redemption through Jesus, then he can certainly use, and I'm not making a necessary equation of evil, but stating merely, you can do whatever you want with this, but he can just as equally use the President of the United States or the President of Russia or how whatever other evil actors are in the world to accomplish his purposes for his glory and for the growth of the church. How do we pray in light of this? Here we see the saints praying. They could have prayed, Lord, and may, if it please you, you keep us out of jail. That would be a fair prayer. But the prayer they pray is the prayer of which they are guaranteed an answer. The first prayer is a prayer, Lord, would you do this if it is according to your will? This prayer is the prayer that is according to his will. What is it? While you... Um, verse, uh, mid of verse 29 that you would grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with boldness. That is a prayer that they can pray with absolute confidence that the Spirit of God would continue to grant them boldness to proclaim the word of God. As we think about the situation, and Ukraine's on our minds, but the church is suffering in China. Um, The church is suffering tremendously uh, in the Islamic world, the, the persecutions are great. Tonight our focus is on Ukraine, but, but what do we pray for? We pray in submission to the sovereignty of God. We pray knowing that God is indeed subduing His enemies. He's ruling in the midst of His enemies. And we pray that God would grant strength and boldness to His saints that they would continue to have boldness to proclaim His name, that they would have continued boldness to be faithful to Him in whatever is in front of them. That even in this situation, that the church of Christ would continue to grow. That is the way we pray. And that is what we can pray with absolute confidence in the ongoing ministry and work of the Spirit of Christ. 
So I'm wondering if we could spend some time um, in prayer. Um, so the, 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 the categories I think in my mind as we think about the church, well, we could play, pray a lot of things about the politics, but I'm, I'm thinking particularly about the church. We pray for the saints in Ukraine um, as what, whatever, just, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not thinking like big things, I'm just thinking of little things um, and thinking of what would it be like. How do parents encourage their children in a war zone? How do you encourage your brothers and sisters in Christ in a war zone? What kind of temptations might they experience to fear or worry or despair or doubt about God's care and love for them? Pray for the leadership of the churches. There's no doubt they have difficult decisions to make in a whole lot of areas. Pray for the churches in the surrounding countries um, as they seek to send supplies, send encouragement, send help to uh, the saints in Ukraine as they seek to encourage the refugees. As I say that, if you're interested in um, ways that you might be able to help financially, if you just send me a text or an email, I'll send you a link to the um, SGA Missions website. They have a place that can funnel money to them as they seek to support the churches in those regions. Um, so yeah, email me, text me later. So I'm wondering if we could have a number of people pray for some of those things. Um, and um, so would, would somebody be willing to, I'm going to break this down a little, could be willing to pray for the mothers, the wives, the women in the church in Ukraine. Okay, John. Uh, who'd be willing to pray for the fathers and the men of Ukraine? Thanks, Mark. Who'd be willing to pray for... Um, I should write this down. So, rem Just remember who you're praying after. So Mark, you're praying after John. John, you're praying first. Uh, who'd be willing to pray for the, the leadership um, of the church in Ukraine? Church leaders in Ukraine. Thanks, Corey. Uh, who would be willing to pray for the churches in the surrounding regions uh, of Ukraine? Poland, Romania. Thank you, Braden. Anything else that we should pray for that you would like to pray for? So this is, you have an idea and you're volunteering to pray about this, okay. Adelaide. The kids, thank you. Well, women, yeah, I, I, I guess I didn't particularly say kids. Um, anything else? You've already got a, you've got a, got a prayer job, John. Okay, yeah. We would pray for peace. Yes, great. Who would, who would like to pray for peace? Oh, thanks, Dal. I was about to volunteer myself. Yeah. Thank you, Dal. And then, so Dal, um, and then I'll close off. So John, Mark, Corey, Brayden, 
Adelaide Dale. Um, so if you would, maybe if you stand and kind of face where the majority of people are so we can hear you as you pray. Please start, John. Yeah. Oh, sovereign Lord God, thank you that you are indeed the one who rules and that we can call you our Heavenly Father because of Christ. And that we here, gathered in this comfortable church, are participating in your work in this world as we pray. You teach us, though we don't understand the the ins and outs of how prayer works, but you teach us that it is important for us to pray and you teach us that, that you are at work through the prayers of your saints and that the prayers of your saints have an impact in the unseen realms and ways that we cannot see. We pray, O oh Father, that you would indeed be accomplishing your will and your purpose uh, in this world. A thank you for the confidence that we can have in your power and in your glory. And so as, as we think of the Psalms, we pray, O oh Lord Jesus, rule amongst your enemies that rage against you. Lord, we know the, the evil that is perpetrated in this world is not fundamentally about the things of this world, but it is evidence of hearts arrayed in anger and rebellion against you, the holy and awesome God. So we pray that you would subdue evil, that you would bring evil people into judgment, and that you would deliver those who look to you in repentance and faith. Lord, as we go through this week, I, I ask that the truth of your word may resonate in our hearts and that we would continue to, to pray and to uphold the saints around the world and particularly in Ukraine at this moment. Lord, I thank you that what evil men may intend to accomplish evil ends will ultimately be turned upside down. Lord, we can't see from this perspective what your plans are, of course. But maybe, maybe, may these evil acts, if it please you, be the undoing of evil men. May their intention for self-glory be actually their undoing and their demise. Lord, I, I think of also the, the people who are serving in the Russian military. I wonder how many Christians there are who are under orders. Lord, have mercy upon them. May you give them courage. Lord, we don't see the extent and the wonder of your glory and your holiness. And we don't see the extent of evil, though we see glimpses. And I am thankful that in your power and your glory, you have redeemed us from the power of evil. You have delivered us out from the dominion of the prince of the power of the air. 
And you have delivered us into the kingdom of the Son of your love, Jesus. And so it's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Thankful for your mercy. Amen. Well, thank you for gathering tonight and praying together. And um, enjoy some fellowship together.